Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Snelly, and this is an extra fat episode of the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast with Patrick Cagongo, Mike Munsnyder, and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. We're here to celebrate 20 years of Yeah Right, Girl Skateboards, 2003 full length. Mike, watching it again after 20 years, does it still hold up? I think the easy answer is yes, just because it was like, it's a girl video from still what was the heyday of girl. And yes, it holds up as a time capsule of the times that it was made in. I'm I'm trying to think like, I think it was emblematic of where skateboarding or at least like a part of skateboarding was at the time. Cause like you just also had Tony Trujillo in the trans world video win skater of the year off of, uh, I don't know, frontside airs and little grinds. That's always an interesting video part to look back on. Yeah, right. It holds up better than that. I know that much. Um, we were just talking off air about how that video is 20 years old. And then you do a little bit more math on your napkin as you're listening to the podcast at the bar. And it's like, oh, whoa, that means also that like girl is 30-ish years old. Yeah, time time is crazy right now. Did Patrick, you said you just actually rewatched it. I wish I was uh, as rigorous with my research for this podcast episode. I was mostly going off of memory and vibes. Like, w- what did you think? You you had a particular story, time and place about it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this time 20 years ago, I wasn't skating that much at all. I was studying abroad in Nice, which is in the south of France. And so I missed most of the, the then nascent internet discourse. It was only what was in the American skateboard magazines I could get my hands on, and also what was happening at the skate shop, Four Wheels, RIP. And when I got back to the U.S. later that year, Krell Tap was still on top. And it's hard, it's really strange looking back on it, thinking about a skateboard company that had the industry in that much of a chokehold. They were not only some of the best skaters, but also some of the coolest. And something that I noticed that I didn't notice when I first watched it back then and on subsequent rewatches was how many of the new players were comparable to the Galacticos who played for Real Madrid. There was a period where Real Madrid, the soccer team in Madrid, Spain, Hala Madrid, started signing the best of the best. They got Zidane from France. They got David Beckham from England. I mean, like they just were signing the best of the best of the best. And something very similar was happening over at Krill Tap. You just look at, you could compare them to the OGs, the original 10 who, or those of the original 10 who had left world companies to start girl, plus the OG chocolate cats. And you compare most of them to the new folks. I mean, like Brandon Beeble is living a wildlife in, in Florida right now. Dog Beeble, that opening part. Wow. P-Rod, what more can we say? I mean, Rick McCrank, strange move over from what was plan B, but he fit. And then, dog, Brian Anderson, I mean, on the forever come up after leaving Toy Machine. So there's something, it's as good as I remember it, but then I'm also like, they were at, they were on top. And they were on top in a way that doesn't really exist in skateboarding right now. Was there any debate? I mean, opening up the conversation, Templeton, Jason, when this dropped, like, Go back 20 years when you were talking about Krail Tap, we talking about Girl Chocolate, Royal, Lakai, and all them with your friends. What was the vibe? What, what were people thinking about? What were they? What were your friends saying? No, I mean it was um, maybe Flip. Flip was up there, maybe, but like, yeah, they I mean, weren't cool. No, no, Flip. Yeah, Flip definitely wasn't as cool. They were. They definitely had like you know the firepower, like PJ and shit. It was all about like you know this. 
PJ's going for all of her life and like this food. But yeah, yeah, like just like Patrick was saying, this is girl chalk when they were on top, they were killing it. They could do no wrong. They had like the best and coolest board brand, like Makai was still cool and you know, kids were wearing them. And they had like the vets, you know, like your Carol's Howards who who were still good, your Gino's costume, of course. But they also they had like all the prodigy. They had like Paul Rodriguez, Jeremy, who was like a prodigy, prodigy, like Eldridge. You know, everyone thought he was supposed to be like next big shit. Yeah, I mean to use another sports metaphor, it's kind of like the Golden State Warriors when like you know they had Steph and Katie and stuff. They had like one bad year, then they came back. They had like Steph and all those guys plus like Andrew Wiggins, like Kuminga. Like it was like what the fuck? Like like how is this fair? You know. Is Jeremy Rogers a uh, Jonathan Wiseman? Yeah, yeah. Or, or um, who's that Australian guy? Andrew Bogut was he on the Warriors for a minute? <laughs> Bogut is Brophy now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> why? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. There we go. But, but, but yeah, Jason. Oh, go on, please. No, they just had all this like crazy firepower, and um, yeah. Actually, I watched this video from start to finish for the first time tonight. I don't know, like. Around this time, I was waiting to downloading videos off of IRC. Shout out, um, you know, bracket S V bracket. But um, maybe the version I had didn't have the skits, but like I hadn't seen these skits before. Like I thought some of them were some of them were kind of corny, like the skate tricks, um, like the green invisible board. It's kind of like a a platform for Spike to like play with all the latest film technology and shit at the time. I think the I think the skits were kind of like like no other brand yeah, could yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, like no other brand could put the money into green screening out boards and ramps and shit. And I think it was just you know it was like possible. Like I think that was like you know Final Cut Pro maybe like five or six was out at the time, and you could you could probably do that, but you probably needed a little bit of skills to actually make it as good as it was in the in the girl video. It was like cutting edge. And I think when, when I watched it, like I watched it in like three segments over this week because I just couldn't couldn't sit down for an hour and 11 minutes, uh, which is a crazy runtime now. But yeah, the skit seemed like long, like it, the whole video felt long and very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sprawling. Uh, Self-indulgent. Sprawling, yeah. Yeah, like even even the the people who had like short parts that I, I remember feeling like Chris Roberts had like no footage, but he had like a solid minute of footage in there. It is just interesting watching it in my 2020 with my 2023 eyes and remembering how I felt about things. Yeah. 20 years previous. You know, I bought up girl chocolate being cool because they were cool. Flip was selling a lot of boards and had great skaters, but you know, at the time I was what I was 20. I was about to turn 21 when it came out. My birthday's next week, by the way. <laughs> so it was, they were cool. You know, I had a, you know, I have a, a very good friend, my homie Ryan out here, who was getting flowed some boards from, from Crail Tap. And I remember he was just a, he still is the coolest guy. And I remember he came back East one summer with a bunch of girl blanks. And I was just, I was in awe. I was in awe that A, he was living in LA and skating so well. I mean, he was already good when he left the East Coast when we graduated high school came back one summer from LA and he was, he's still like that. You know, he was shoulder surgery, couldn't skate for a year, skated with him the first session back, he killed it. But anyway, besides the point, they were cool. And honestly, Girl Chocolate did 
you couldn't picture them falling off. You couldn't picture them. Uh, you couldn't picture them being whack until they were. And they've spent quite a few years in the wilderness and spent even more time clawing their way back into the general skater, skate hive mind, whatever is good graces. And I thought about something else in watching this video. You know, the opening is a, a tribute to Keenan Milton. And I remember the news that he died, hearing the news that he died pretty vividly. I mean, it was the start of what ended up being a pretty dark few months, you know, because that was August. No, excuse me. That was July, July 4th weekend, 2001. Fast forward, you have 9-11, all kinds of things going down by that fall. But, you know, having Stephen Callis narrating that tribute to him and the way that it really, I feel like it cast a really long shadow over Krell Tap because there were definitely people who should have been in that video that weren't. You know, Guy had one trick. Uh, was Paulo Diaz in there? I'm not really sure. Yeah. And yeah, there were a lot of folks who should have been in that video that weren't. And... I think the folks in the grim, you know, the the Krail Tap Grill Chocolate Orbit are much more open now talking about how substance abuse and addiction really derailed a lot of people and created a lot of wobbles. And it's interesting looking back at this video, knowing what we now know and knowing what happened. I mean, what do y'all what do y'all think about that? When like looking back at this video being like, Yeah, Kanan just died two years prior to it, but dog, they were still partying. Like you were saying I wrote in the first time you brought up the fact that, you know, Girl and Chaka was on top of the world. It was elite elite because they had all the best skaters. They had the best art design or art art direction. Like the graphics were just on point. I think it was PS sticks, at least for at least girl boards were for for a little while, maybe right up to 2003 or so. And I loved. I mean, that's the shit I wanted to ride back in the day, like skinny, pointy boards. I don't, I, I, yeah, it, it's interesting you bring up, like, like the drama up. I don't think that the girl chocolate camp was as seemingly fully sometimes cursed as it, as it feels now, you know, with, like, just, just the, the fallout after this. Like, Keenan Milton's death was definitely a heavy-duty thing, and they had the good remembrance in the video, and yet it didn't seem like they were on shaky ground, though. It's interesting that like P Rod and Jeremy Rogers, P Rod more so, had like one of the standout parts as far as I remember the video going. It was fresh, you know. He wasn't quite nearly at his uh, apex, but he was on the way up. And then those dudes left, and it and it and it did seem like kind of a, a kind of a pivot point where Milton's death shook the ground a little bit, and then the whole you know, I mean. Obviously, guys, leaving the brand is not on par with the death of a friend within that camp. But nobody had ever quit girl before, like Jeremy Rogers and Paul Rodriguez did. And I misspoke earlier. It's James Wiseman of the formerly of the Golden State Warriors. But um, yeah, Patrick, good point. It feels like a lot of shit changed after this video came out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, back to Paul and Jeremy. Like those are the dudes they had that they had, they had them set up for like a solid ten year run. You know what I mean? And Eldridge as well. Eldridge was I thought Eldridge was gonna be a, like the best dude on a board for Eldridge fifteen insane. years. Yeah, when that part, no one was like nolly crooked grinding round rails like that. Nobody switch flip front salad has not been done before or since, yeah. as far as oh, I know. So. I guess he had a bunch of injuries and shit. I don't know. Like towards the end of the, could never get that finger right. 
odds. Who knows? No, it is. But like you think about it. Okay, Paul and Jeremy were the prodigies. They went over to Zorlak or whatever the fuck, Plan B. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they're gone. Eldridge, the shit, whatever, has a bunch of injuries. Then who do they bring in? Like, for some reason, they became enamored with Alex Olsen, who bailed after his big video part, like, in 2006. Rightfully so. The music sucked. <laughs> you know what? In, in 07, just to be a complete, you know, correctionist, but... He got way better after he was off girl, Alex Olsen. Oh, yeah. So I think that's probably just because, like, of his age, right? He was still, like, a teen. He still hadn't, like, hit his prime as far as skating. It was, like, 21 to 23. Uh, and also moving to New York. I mean, him moving to New York was, my goodness. I was just rewatching a bunch of his stuff, a bunch of his uh, Supreme edits. There was a part where he's skating to Cosmic Girl by Jamiroquai. It's a joy watching Alex Olsen skate. And I feel so weird being so critical of him not skating and doing everything else. It's coming from a place of love, Alex. And by the way, uh, putting this out there publicly, the offer still stands. Sound clash, me versus Alex Olsen. Alex, I know you're about to be a dad, but pull up. We're going to play records and see who's better. We can't keep the dead. I'm, I'm dead serious, by the way. We'll do it for charity. We can do it for the Harold Hunter Foundation with PK versus AO. Come on, man. Yeah, anyway, well, anyway, I, I think it's safe to say that um, Alex Olsen getting into house music was the downfall of Crail Tap. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Build on this, please. No, I was just kidding, but like, oh, is there anything used to New York and he gets in all that shit? Um, you know, we know what happened after that, but no, nah, I, I was just fucking. But um, so, like, all right, so AO bails after his big, you know, premiere video part. Then who do they bring in? They bring in the Trunk Boys. Right? Who's who's that? That's Corey Kennedy, Stevie Perez, and Raven. Is that the other boys? That, that's correct. By the way, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that was a sign of things were getting shaky. You know when, for example, if you have a, a cool older friend or classmate in high school, or maybe a cool older cousin when you're younger, that person, you look up to them, you think, my God, they're so and then you become a little bit older, you get into your own groove, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, this person's whack as fuck. <laughs> and when I heard that in, in that epically later, Mike Carroll is talking about the Trunk Boys with a straight face. My God, I laughed and I laughed. I was just like, it's the corniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and Corey yeah. Kennedy was sick. Yeah, it, it didn't feel organic. It, it didn't feel it. real. But yeah, like Corey Kennedy was a genius. He was another insane, like technical skating prodigy. But, you know, his thing that happened to him happened. And so he's out of the picture. You know, Stevie Perez, super solid pro, but, you know, didn't, wasn't really like, you know, literally set the world on fire. You know what I mean? And they were super at pro. Raven, super good. One of the best transition skaters out there. But, you know, and then, you know, then we're at like 2015, 2016. Then they actually started, they bring it, start bringing in like Simon Bannerall. That, that's a win. Um, Niels Bennett, that's a win. And I didn't say Griffin Gas was a win. So, yeah, they just had some bad luck, like, the past like, two, like, rookie seasons in a row. Oh, yeah, I, I would, you know. Yeah, I think that, I think that, like, the shadow of Costin and Rick Howard and Mike Carroll just looms oh, yeah. so large. You know, you, you look at Mike oh, Lowe wow, or about Mike. Alex Olsen yeah. or Niles Bennett, and it's just like, yeah, that, that's not Mike Carroll, that's not Rick Howard, that's not Eric Costin. And I think it took a while for like, you know, Stevie Perez just doesn't doesn't stand up to those guys like to that standard. He's awesome, super ripper. Um, but yeah, just 
it just doesn't it's hard to live up to the legacy of girl and i think that they've finally kind of shaken that exactly, at this point exactly exactly and i think dialing it back to the 2000s running up to the recession because i would am i off base by saying that girl chocolates challenges really were exacerbated by the 2008 crash and subsequent recession and you know they went under some restructuring this an investment group called Altamont Capital came in if I recall and purchased a majority stake or not a majority stake I think it was uh, just south of a majority stake and that caused a lot of issues you know subsequently leading to Costin and Mariano first leaving Lacai well Mariano leaving Lacai and joining up with Nike and then eventually the two of them dipping out to do numbers the whole incident with Mark Johnson, and maybe we can touch on that a little bit later. But going back to the early 2000s, I mean, Robbie McKinley, by the way, RIP, yeah, um, who was amazing on Blind, a hell of an acquisition for Girl Chocolate. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about, is he going to turn pro? Because he was nice on a board. He was really, really something else. He was a joy to watch. And it's it's sad that he's no longer with us. I don't know. I mean, even Scott Johnson, Scott Johnson called it a day, I think, after this video, if I recall, and then decided to become a, a shoe designer with Lakai. And now he's very successful as a shoe designer with Adidas. So I guess the question again for the floor is, was there something about the 2000s, the aughts, 2000 to 2010? Was there something about being on that team then that it was kind of a pressure cooker? And if you were an am, you didn't know if you were going to be riding the bench the whole time or if you were you know, going to be pressured into going pro if you were pro how were you going to shine when mike carroll's on the same team as you i mean it, it could we could trace it back to ty evans yeah right as the first ty evans production for girl skateboards and i know that he brings a certain energy to his projects that you know if you really think about it it's kind of antithetical to what the girl chocolate vibe had been up until that point and i yeah just the the mike turnaski vibe of making videos does that make sense yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. It's it's like, it's it's no longer we're going to go out and get some footage and have some fun. It's like, we're making a video. We need to make this video fucking gnarly. We need to make this video the best video that's ever been made. And, you know, some people just can't, can't hang with that. And I know that, you know, some footage just didn't get used because maybe it wasn't quite good enough or whatever. The Ty Evans factor is real because that, that is a hard left turn. I feel like Carol's been documented in interviews talking about the pressure of making virtual reality. All right, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing something different. I think too, early 2000s and kind of trying to think of like the recession years ahead, like there was so much money in skating that, you know, it makes it, the departures of Paul Rodriguez pretty easy. You know, Jeremy Rogers going to get a bigger, I don't know, not a bigger role, but just probably more money with plan B, both those dudes. It was, it was kind of a perfect storm of the vibe changed. There's a lot of money out there. And all of a sudden that's pulling, pulling on, you know, the fibers of the brand. And I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, right. Bookends, an era in skating. It's the beginning of the bookend, if that's a term. And then fully flared is the end of the, the bookend. Jesus, uh, the bookshelf. How do we, how do we make this work guys? But, um, like those two videos from the same camp are definitely like a mini era all its own, even if it's just like four years. Then you can put yeah or no, uh, pretty sweet in there too. Is like a further bookend on a different shelf. Holy cow, I'm wearing this out, but um, I don't know those. 
I mean, we could just call it the Ty Evans I mean, era. Yeah, uh, girl yeah, talk. I mean, I, I feel I I was thinking about this. I the stuff he did for Lakai prior to Yeah Right is really crazy and really cool, and I think Yeah Right is pretty good. And then fully flared, especially with a younger crowd, draws mixed reviews. And I have a hard time actually separating fully flared from Yeah Right. Only four years apart, but they kind of bleed together. It's it's weird. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I think there was a chocolate tour in there too. I don't even know. Chocolate tour in escape video, Jason. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, back to the Ty Evans scene. Like yeah, when this video came out, I was like, I was kind of down on it in a way because like I'm I was used to the old, you know, girl chocolate formula of like you know like lines, you know, it's relatively low impact. You know, music is like old seventy shit or like breakbeats or whatever. You know, Ty Evans comes in with like some. Uh, but we knew about his techno influence from way back then. But like a lot of a lot of the footage in here, like especially BA's part, which is sick. Like it's sick, but it seems like it could be it could have been in a trans world video. You know what I mean? Well, there's the modus operandi DNA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of modus operandi DNA DNA in there for sure. I think BA's on girl because Carol and Rick Howard went on trips with him for that video, and then yeah, yeah. All right. Howard. So Jason and BA was an elite dude at the time. Like he was winning oh, all sure. the contests. I don't know what year he got. Later in the year, so he did everything. In, he did a lot of shit in '99. Yep, '99. Yeah, so it was it was a good was fit for him to be optional run that he had from '95 to about what 2004, 2005. Anyway, Jason, I'm directing a question specifically to you, fellow music head. For certain bands or certain artists, having an intense in your face difficult producer sometimes results in an amazing album but then people end up leaving the band or the band can't work with that person anymore because something broke did right. something break did something break here in working with ty evan if so what was it and what has it taken for girl chocolate to get that mojo back whatever that spark is oh i don't know maybe um maybe not if if that happened at all i'd say it probably happened during um fully flare like if you watch that behind the flare mini documentary they did just like the day-to-day of like going on his trips and shit like i don't know maybe that was too much for some of those guys so you're saying um because also in the epically later for spike jones i think it's during fully flared apparently he was in the van for a bit and there's somebody in there who said you know spike was skating harder than some of the people who have their name (laughs) on a board which doesn't surprise me spike jones he seems like he's that dude but you know the thing is that you know, I, I'm of the belief that, you know, you work to live, you don't live to work. And that after doing a certain activity for X amount of hours, this it, it's inevitably going to be diminishing return. And on one hand, like for some people, you can extract a great performance from them. So for example, we haven't even, well, actually no, we bought up his name shortly, uh, a little while ago, but Mark Johnson, Dude, getting Mark Johnson on chocolate. Like, oh yeah, I like, I- I forgot about that. I was watching videos and I was like, well, Mark Johnson Mark was on chocolate? Damn, when did that happen? No, I, I mean, like, it's, this was a, a, any sports franchise and they were able to recruit, you know, and attract this level of talent. Like, it would be, it was my, and I mean, accordingly, Colonel Chocolate was on top for a really long time. They started off as a very cool, you know, suite of brands and then they became a very cool, very talented, very popular suite of brands and then, they were in the stratosphere, man. These guys were—they were—they were Galacticos. They were superstars. 
you know, but Mark Johnson has talked pretty openly about the fact that he was fried from working with Ty Evans. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, first of all, Mark Johnson, like, probably super underrated overall. Like, if you look at his body of work, like, from, like, seven steps to heaven through fully flared, like, he's up, he's up there. No, not through fully flared. Three, pretty sweet, I mean, because it's pretty sweet part. Three, dope. But, like, if you look at his body of work, like, I'll put him up there with, like, Costin or, He's probably in the top five of street skaters, at least. Top five, yeah, top five for street skaters, for sure. And, like, you don't see him in, like, the whole, like, Instagram, like, Borg hive mind of uh, Nostalgia account that much. I mean, like, I remember he had, it, it's one of the, you know, when the Thrasher videos, like, I don't know. I'm trying to even think which one it would be. In single digits, upper single digits Thrasher videos, he's got a trick tip for a backside nollie flip backside faking nose grind on a curb where he pops out in the middle it's like a 90 curb and he's, he's doing it you know he, he's doing it like 15 times for 15 different angles to get it in this thrasher video and those yeah. they, they were so you know you got you got 15 minutes of pool footage in there and uh like a lot of pier some hills footage but god they were unfre- like unforgettable very forgettable i misspoke that dude yeah I, I i guess i'm just saying all that to agree top top five skater street skater and to have him as like the acquisition that we just remembered in that video i mean trying to maybe center it back on the video like that's amazing that mark johnson has got a really good part in there like what what other things about the actual video stand out to people um oh i i also noticed another trend in here it was something that was was, first of all chico brenez chico brenez was consistent during his time at chocolate that is something that is important to point out when so many of his contemporaries, so many of the people who were initially bought on to do chocolate, uh, he kept producing footage, he kept producing parts, his nolly heels, his heel, any of his very heel flip shit was always on point. Um, but there's another person there, um, Jesus Fernandez, who was awesome. I mean, the, the, it's, the video is frighteningly, is frighteningly stacked. Today, I mean, what videos are, are, are at this level with this many, this many, really really good people in one video maybe like i would i would venture to say like a polar video primitive like the last primitive video it's primitive it's primitive i don't all due respect to the polar guys but like not everybody on that team is as good as everybody and yeah right i mean there's yeah i mean maybe that's just my my own like personal bias yeah no i mean i'm being fully just snooty you know like are they as good as these guys maybe not as flavorful or no Maybe there's not as much flavor in the Yeah Right video, but that's also that's also a difficult one. I mean, I I would argue I'd make the argument that that's be- like Gino Iannucci has his best part in Yeah Right. Whoa! Hold really? up! Hold up! Hold up! Stop the presses! Stop the presses! Breaking news! Breaking news! We go to Jason live better, in Virginia. Better than trilogy? It's <laughs> it's longer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. Yeah, longer no, doesn't always mean better. I, well. I okay, so let me let me center my thoughts. Trilogy is like this, yeah, god level in a sense of unattainable just dopeness, you know. He's yeah, yeah. skating weird shoes off the rack, his pants are perfect. <laughs> what did he do with barrel banks? Switch front tail, switch backside one eighty to nose grind. That's the proper terminology for that trick. But you get into the yeah, right part and he's kinda like Gino gone a little crazy, but like like Long Long Island, Gino is skating like 
the bank across or you know around the block from his house or whatever. But yeah, there's so much the shit in there, and he's skating in the loading dock. Yeah, he's skating so fast, and it's so hairy, and yet he's you know he's that like insanely skilled dude. And then there's the the backside 360 and the wheat dunks and the nollie off the curb and like GNR song. GNR song is good. That works really oh, well. Jason, you brought up a great point there about this is peak Long Island Gino because in some versions of this video, he's skating to the Cover Girls show me. And for those of you who don't know, Cover Girls were a freestyle group. Freestyle, oh, freestyle was the jam. And if you were in New York or Miami or certain parts of LA in the late 80s, early 90s, the type yeah, of dance music, yo, like that's like this is like Gino, what is it, Luigi and Giovanni Yanucci chilling in an IROC Z Camaro blasting some Stevie B or the cover girls. Like it's so Long Island, it hurts. And if you if you're not from there, if you've never been, it makes no sense. But for those of us who know, like Jason, you you God, you nailed it. Yeah, um, yeah, freestyle freedom. But that reminds me, like, how many different versions of the the music in this video are there? Like I mean, three, five. I I was just wondering the same because you know it it was the last big video to come out on VHS. Right. Like my homie Sam McGuire had it next day aired to the Phobia Skate Shop so we could watch it like once it became available. And I wonder if there's different licensing. I mean, it, I I wouldn't put it past them that. You know, you license back in the day. You license for VHS. Oh, DVD, different, different format. You got to do do this shit all over again. Or maybe they were punking it. I don't know. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I think everything is non-canonical unless it's the VHS version because I didn't fuck with the Best Buy version or whatever. Yeah, like there's one version where, like Patrick said, Gene's case of the Cover Girls. What else is different, like from the VHS to the DVD? I don't know or. Didn't Costin, because Costin skates to Prince, right? Yeah, that's, I think, I forget where I saw that, but someone said Costin skates to Let's Go Crazy. And that might just be in the premiere version. I don't know. Mm. I always, I always thought that was like DVD bon bonus. And I think that Frank Black song that was originally skated to, uh, two by Jason Maxwell in the Prime video of five. Yep. I was like, I could never get a, 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 never get past the fact that it had been used. And they damn well knew it, but, you know, I don't know. All due respect to Jason Maxwell. They were but. untouchable. I mean, also, it was uh, a, a company that people love to hate on, but I, I secretly love them. They're kind of like my, um, oh, I'm not even going to say guilty pleasure. They're like the same way how black people love Bobby Caldwell. I love Prime Skateboards. Was Prime hated on? I always thought Fire Fire was a really fucking sick video. I thought they were really good, but I think they always seem like the odd group out, especially like everybody's super, super fresh in 20 shot sequence. And then here's Prime skating to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. By the way, Carry On is an ill song and I love that part. And that was Chris Markovich at his absolute best. Yeah, and Markovich was so good. Yeah, Maybe that whole thing about Prime comes from uh, Clyde in the world box head doc like uh, commentary. Where, where he, I think he says almost verbatim, like, yeah, Prime is the widest skateboard company ever or something. <laughs> and it was the 90s, too. That might have been verbatim, like, yeah. what he said. I, I but, feel like even, like, yeah, very Caucasian homies of mine who are from around that time, you know, grew up in the world days. I'm a little too young for that. We're kind of like, eh, Prime's not as, not as rad as this these other brands. 
Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember anything from Prime other than the videos. Like, no graphics, no ads, just the videos. Dog, I even have, uh, when I have the Puppy in the Blender t-shirt. I love that Kane Gale, the tricycle joint. That There's a very famous picture of Clyde. I think he's doing a, thinking about Ficky 5 on a curb or a very uh, high curb or a ledge. And he's got he's skating the Kane Gale board. I think it was a favorite for a few people. I think uh, uh, that or like the Iannucci, one of, uh, I think the one of uh, Iannucci's boards was very popular with everybody across the world group. But shout out to Prime. Anybody who's got like vintage Prime stuff, yo, just send it my way. But anyway, Temple Yo, yo, yo real quick. Prime. Yeah. Kane Gale rode for pervert clothing yeah king gale rode for a pervert clothing they made a jersey and my homie neil sent a video to pervert and got a package back what was and name? he got the jersey he got the jersey did it say like gale on the back or anything i think it was it just a pervert just pervert yeah which is you know absolute high mid 90s yeah wait what kind of I, i'm vaguely remember, was it what kind of jersey was it yeah excuse me i'm sneezing over here um you know, just prime 90. It was a basketball jersey. Look, did it have 69 on it? Yes, it did. Now you remember. Okay. Yes. I, I remember vividly now. Yo, I'm I, I'm about to be 41. I would rock the shit out of that. <laughs> I don't know how well that would go over, Patrick. What? We're sex positive here. Well, maybe yeah. minus the pervert part. I don't know. Maybe that's the know, part that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Then we just like, we'd steam off most of the letters from pervert, just leave the P. <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. So Templeton, so question for you. Um, I know you are big on not having skate park footage in a video. There's not too much skate park footage in here, right? Yeah, Mark Johnson has a few like uh boxes set up and uh especially lit warehouses, which I, I was like when I was rewatching it today, I was like, mm, could have stacked some tables or something. Not not my favorite that stuff. Uh, was there other park footage? It hadn't so. succumbed to the need for a skate park ripper by the time, or like around that time. Mm -hmm. Even though everybody on the team, whether they were legacy or they were part of the new blood, could skate parks very, 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 very well. Right. Okay. You know, the, the, the other thing that I'm wondering about is, what do you think the folks of Crail Tap are thinking about looking back on this era? They were watching, uh, yeah, right, today. I don't know, it's just like good times, man, you know, good friends. That's pretty much it, you know, because they're, they're like a family, dude. And like, you know, you're going to have ups and downs, but they pretty much, you know, just remember the good times, I guess. Yeah, I feel like a skate video is almost like a yearbook. You know, like I didn't take a lot of pictures in college and stuff, but I filmed a lot of footage with my friends and made a few skate videos. And when I watch those videos, I remember all the all the times that surrounded those clips. So it, I, I imagine for, for those guys, it, it could feel the same way. Like those clips bring back a lot of memories. Speaking of clips, uh, uh, you got it in the notes, Templeton, that you filmed some stuff in here and have been coasting off it apparently ever since. <laughs> like, what what clips did you get in there? And yeah, uh, I filmed Gino's back tail on what was then called the Tampa ledge. It's an out ledge where he does a back tail and then oh, it's sidewalk crack and slams. No uh, shit. Yeah, I filmed that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go very, uh, very hot with that one because that one. Templeton. I mean, that, that's how I felt at the time. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, Gino, there's probably probably more people have been astronauts than have gotten a clip with Gino. Like, do, do you think that's safe to say? Yes. Uh, oh, oh yeah. 
Oh, astronauts who have been to the moon or just astronauts who've just been posting up in space? I, I hedged by just saying astronauts because I think not that many people have been to the moon. Uh, I'll help you hedge by saying, like, maybe cosmonauts thrown in there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> earthlings. I mean, yeah, you're right. You you are within the elite of the elite. And also, so Templeton, what was it like contributing to this wonderful piece of magic? I mean, to me, it was a dream come true. It was it, like to have my footage in the best skate video ever made at the time, you know, arguably, maybe. That, that's like huge. That's all I ever wanted. And I've just been chilling ever since, really. like I, I <laughs> That's all I ever wanted was to like film skating professionally. And I got to do that, and now I'm just like coasting. Like I, I literally don't have much aspiration beyond that. Like, L- listen, I mean, don't sell yourself short. You went on to become the gift king of the internet. <laughs> I, I, I have accomplished a few other things, but that's all just gravy. I filmed yeah. a couple other tricks in the, in the, in yeah, right as well. Um, I can't remember. Like, I, I should have written it down. There, there's like two or three clips in yeah, right that I filmed. And I also was there the day that Mike Carroll's intro was filmed, so I, I have an alternate angle of that. Is it really is it really awkward when he like gets all mad and starts sulking or whatever on the sesh? Uh, Carroll was always like pretty cool, chill, mature. Oh yeah, I just remembered the other clips that I that I filmed. Carroll's hard flip on the Van Owen bump, the bump over driveway, and then oh, Rick yeah. Howard switch pop shove it that same same gap. So which pop shove it is such a high class trick. Yeah. Those tricks were the same day and Gino's back tail, same day. Gino was trying to switch front shove the Van Owen bump and then just like was over it. He was super close and I was like, fuck, like I almost got a clip with Gino and then ended up getting a clip with Gino anyway. Oh, okay. So when he goes to fakey on that back tail, grinds to a stop on that edge of a sidewalk and like piles out but what's the thought process there did 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 you say dude that counts did you have to watch the footage was it grudgingly ended right there like he like what was the consensus on whether he made that trick or not i think it counts that's interesting i i think that i was nervous about it i was like because i i think it was like he was just like okay i'm done because also he broke his board trying that and i think that's scott johnson's board so he, I think he was just like, I'm done. That's good enough for me. And I, I was like, I don't know if that's going to make it. But, you know, I took it over to Ty's house, gave it to him, and it ended up in the video. Nice. So speaking of very stylish people in this video, Scott Johnson, also um, Ricardo Carvalho, a uh, Brazilian skater who was on in the mix at the time. He was really good, both him and Scott Johnson. And who are some other people who rode the bench or were forever M's for Crail Tap? Because I think that's something that they did very poorly back in the day. I think they've become much, much better about establishing a clear path from flow to M to professional. And it feels like back in the day, there was a lot of folks who you're just like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, Daniel Castillo never went, never went pro. And that always felt a little weird to me. Who else? Was, uh, Mike York was pro at this time, right? He went pro like years before i think yeah he yeah, was pro. yeah he was he was definitely pro but you know even you know i remember I, I seem to remember that he was kind of down on things at crail tap when he left or when his pro career ended he seems much happier these days he's i think he's getting stuff from palace he also has a board brand that i think i want to say he's been running with 
What's the homeboy who plays the uh, the slide guitar that everybody likes? Ben something. Harper. Oh, Ben Harper? Ben Harper, Ben Harper, yeah. What, Does he Harper? run a board company with Ben Harper? Ben Harper and Mike so. York seem like a weird combo. I'm, dog, it was the 90s, man. Like, everything was weird. <laughs> we yeah, need like, to fact check that one. That, I'm skeptical. <laughs> no, no, like, I think Ben Harper had a board company. Hold up. I'm going to do some rudimentary. It's ben Harper like, called, like, for sure. York was doing something called Roller Horror. I think that's Ben Harper. Oh, yeah. I think Ben Harper is like, You may be right. I think Ben Harper is a principal or is in there in, in some way or another. But he's also doing palace stuff. I always thought Mike York was nice on the board. Um, it was nice, man. Like, this part, out of all the parts, probably has, like, the most, like, you know, old chocolate vibe, probably just because of the Funkadelic song, you know, that was more in that bag. I, I want to, I want to, um, what was that rap chant or rap website where it would, like, uh, Kind of footnote all all the lyrics. Genius, genius, rap, rap genius. Yeah, yeah, genius. FKA rap genius. We 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 need the genius appraisal of all the jersey that Mike York wears in his yeah right part because he's got like fifteen different jerseys and they're all obscure, mm-hmm. especially now. Swaggy dude. That would real, be real. that would be a sick quarter snacks article. Damn. Pit, pitch it to the snack man. I got his email. I think he listens. We'll see. Shout out to the snack man. We love you. Yeah, shout out. But um, oh yeah, what work? Like Beeble skates in a football jersey, of course, but I can't see who it is. Like I have to look it up uh, via the number. But I'm definitely worn a Vikings jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, it might be Randy Moss. That's the sickest of them all, for sure. Yeah, but of course, like I don't think anything can top Beeble's Iverson football jersey in um in subtleties. That's genius. That that's like an Iverson. Football. By the way, Iverson was no such a football either. I think he won a state championship at a quarterback or something like that, or he was like up there. Hard hitting question: Who is skateboarding's AI? Oh, um, I guess obvious choice would be like Stevie. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd have to say Stevie, right? <clears throat> Brilliant, God. I mean, you know, back to that um, the thing about Beeble. It's funny. Beeble looks completely different now, but it's still the same. You get the exact same energy, M skating to the instrumental of Apollo Kids. It's the exact same vibe. I mean, do y'all think he was a weird fit on Girl? No, nah, he was perfect. No, it was sick. Yeah, I remember when Why? Girl, like... I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doubting the decision because I mean that was the energy you needed to open that video. I think his personality was a good fit for Girl. The personality was rad and then the skating at the time was just like perfect. I mean, we'd already lived through Rick McCrank, <laughs> shout out Lucas Weisenthal from from Twitter, who uh, has a has 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 a bit of a problem with Rick McCrank joining Girl, and yeah, like we'd already done Rick McCrank and Colin McKay, and you get Beeble, and it's like, oh, this dude's perfect. He's actually over the top, but he's perfect for this brand. So why didn't Colin McKay stay on Girl? I think it was hmm, trying to think where he went. Yeah, what was his bridge? Between was it Plan B world. Girl Plan B? Was and, it a workshop ever? Or was it just Danny Way? Danny Way was on workshop, and I yeah. wonder if Danny Way was yeah. the same thing. Plan B workshop Plan. Yeah, I I can't remember what the timeline is of Plan B starting, but maybe he was just like free agent. Yeah, because I don't think Plan B started until like or Plan B whatever three point oh four point oh. Because also another thing to remember is that Colin is Canadian. I don't. I don't know if he's a dual national now. I imagine at the time he was probably here on a O or a P visa, or maybe he was here on an E visa, investment visa, because he was a principal 
a plan B once him and Danny bought the name back right around right before revolution. So maybe this was something like, hey, I got to keep my immigration status cool so I don't have to go back to Canada. Let me just get a check somewhere. Could be. I mean, it it makes sense for him to be on girl like with the plan B connection. Little dude, little dude. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, it, uh, he's got the best Bert pro- part in any of those uh Grill and chocolate videos. It's actually down. like the the chocolate chocolate tour, not the hot chocolate tour, but the chocolate tour. Like that part's incredible, and it's funny. You could, yeah, you could probably, I don't know, do do like some deep fake action to the clip to make it look a little bit clearer and be like, yeah, this hot new Brazilian dude's fucking up the Burt ramps in Carlsbad, and you could you could really fool kids with like Colin McKay clips from nineteen ninety eight. What? I mean, which of a god? I mean, you know, Brazil's a multiracial society, so you know, white dude killing it on the vert ramp. Yeah. Hey man, I'm just I'll scale it. Deep, I'm looking for deep cover. I'm uh, it was, I'm just spitballing, you know. I mean, here's here's the other thing though. <laughs> I was just thinking I was just preparing for the show tonight. You think there's a way for somebody to deep fake an entire career? Probably happened. Right? Like like they're just like, I've never seen this person skate, I've never been in the van, but they're selling mad boards. I mean there was only people in the 90s that you would have sworn that they were made up, that they didn't exist, but I mean, they were like, moving units. I, I feel flippant saying it because I'm a big fan. I don't believe it, but like, or, you know, a big fan of a part of a career. Like the Tom Penny after 2003 career feels like some sort of weird fever dream. Oh, kind of like when MF Doom was allegedly sending out fake MF Dooms to do shows. Like there, maybe there's multiple Tom Pennies around the world. Damn, that's yeah, pretty sick. Yeah, Clone like, army. It, pro- it would probably be easier to like deep fake a career after you're already like established or whatever. Like, oh, here's a new photo from you know Pro X. Here's like new. You know what I mean? We used to joke that Pupeki like went underground and came back as uh, Welsh, but that's not With, that compelling. They're both from New England. They're both swaggy white dudes. Big Paul Wall energy from both of them. Has anybody ever seen a picture of the two of them in the same place? All right, now you've got me believing again. No okay. seen a picture. The truth is out there, my G. They make a point of never showing up in the same place. I'd be pretty stoked if uh, anybody could ever produce a photo of Rob Welsh and Eric Bupecki together, but that's not going to happen. I'd be stoked if it did. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Who am I throwing it to? Mike, again. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on buying a uh, Minnesota State Parks Pass. It's a little sticker that goes in the front windshield of my car, and I have unfettered access, parking access, I should say, to all of Minnesota's wonderful state parks. Got in some hiking recently at uh, Interstate State Park, which is on the St. Croix River, which is the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. Um, fantastic trails. You got glacial potholes. I read some signage about how glacial potholes form, and I couldn't explain it. It's pretty, pretty interesting. A lot of movement of earth and ice and water. It's pretty great. Stoked on that. Also stoked on uh, grilling outside. Made some flank steak tonight on the grill for dinner. I've been stoked on uh, chicken skewers also. Best way to eat chicken off the grill. And then Finally, uh, been actually stoked on losing my mind over Timberwolves basketball because they've been in the play and they lost the other night to the Los Angeles Lakers. They are playing again tomorrow night as of this taping against the 
Oklahoma City Thunder. We don't know what that outcome is going to be, but it's been fun just to have like hair pulling basketball from one of the most hair pulling basketball ass teams in the league. And uh, it's it's just great that they're giving us basketball that we need to care about in April because that's never been the case if you ever follow the Timberwolves in the post-Kevin Garnett years. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Stoked on Venture Trucks out of San Francisco, California. Uh, for some reason, around St. Patrick's Day, I got, like, super interested in the IRA, you know, like a YouTube wormhole, and uh, I found this documentary series from, like, I assume the BBC called Spotlight on the Troubles of Secret History. The Troubles is basically what people call, you know, all the shit that happened in Northern Ireland between, like, 1969 until, like, I don't know, the 90s or early 2000s or whatever. 1998. 1998, yeah. So if you're interested in that at all, I mean, it's ape shit crazy, the shit that happened. So if you're interested in that at all, nothing, check it out. The Swiss homie Bobage has another little video in his Anahis series. Some Eurotech, not all Eurotech, but the Eurotech shit in there is super good. And speaking of Eurotech, uh, the new Charlie Moreau part, which was filmed in, I think, England and Australia, pretty much. A little bit of Milan is uh, super sick if you're into that uh, brand of English technical Skating. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on a lot. Actually, speaking of the Troubles, one of the best books I've ever read about the Troubles is a book called Say Nothing by Patrick Radden Keefe. It's from 2018. Wonderful read. This week, I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. Once again, Alison Roman's Sweet Enough, which is New York and LA Times bestseller. Um, Eastern Passover was just this past weekend. It was great fun having folks over, including Allison. Shout out to the homie. The G6 closet over on Grailed will hook me up with an Arsenal, vintage Arsenal jersey. Because Arsenal are still at the top of the table, thank goodness. The new Kevin Billy DC part, he's sick. Everything that's coming out of Philly, that is a city that's forever blessed in skateboarding as far as I'm concerned. But I would say more so than San Francisco or even LA. Hot take, whatever. The new Brooklyn Projects video, No Cure for the Sickness, which is now over at Thrasher. And finally, spring cleaning. I just uh, cleaned out my closets, sold a bunch of shit at... Uh, Secondhand stores over at Melrose and looking forward to getting hype. Templeton, which you stoked on this week? I am stoked on going to Boston. I'm flying over to Boston on Saturday for a business trip, and I chose my hotel based on its proximity to eggs. So hopefully I'm going to get get two days of skating while I'm out there doing work. If you hear this early Sunday and you're in Boston, maybe you'll see me out there. Uh, and if you do, say what's up. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for a few links and other show notes. going to be light this week due to impending travel, uh, but there will still be some show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter under the handle at Colonel K Speaks. Shout out to all the ants out there. And on Instagram under the handle at P Kigongo and also doing stuff with the Harold Hunter Foundation. Mike, where can the people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at mmunzenrider, and I got the same handle on Instagram at mmunzenrider. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at carbonite1994, on Instagram at frozencarbonite, and uh, writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. New stuff coming probably uh, around the end of the month, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. We will see you guys next week. Later. <laughs>